Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished professional from the UK, Mr. Russell Beck. Russell, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Hope you're all well. Russell is a director of inspiration of Imagine, Think, Do, and he's an author. And all of you know, I'm always very partial to authors. He's an author of a first forthcoming first book titled The World of Work to 2030, which is scheduled for release in early 2024. So Russell, before we speak about Imagine, Think, Do, tell me about your own journey in brief. Yeah, I could, uh, thank you. Um, so I'm an engineer by training. So my degrees are in engineering, um, electronics and communication engineering, and a master's by research. Mm-hmm. I then joined Vodafone and worked in the mobile telecoms industry for about a decade, just under, um, designing and rolling out mobile networks around the world. Did a bit of work in India, but I've worked in 26, 27 countries around the world, just just designing and rolling them out and leading teams. My biggest project had a budget of just under half a billion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dot-com destroyed that career. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a telco crash as much as the dot-com crash. And I used my technical knowledge to shift more and more and increasingly into people and talent and understanding people better in leadership. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was European head of talent for Yahoo uh, in 2005. I was the number two in a business process outsourcing business, which we grew. Um, and in by 2009, it managed 1%. And I was my teams were responsible for 1% of all recruitment in the UK. Um, I then became managing director of a £120 million um, outsourcing business, which I grew. Um, and then was global head of consulting for the UK's largest recruitment company. Wow. Uh, we put... 120,000 people a week into work in across the UK and internationally. And I consulted with companies on people's strategy, leadership, how to unlock the potential of the resource that people were hiring. Mm. And in 2020, February 2020, you know, what could possibly go wrong at that timescale? Mm. Um, I left the corporate world and there's joined Imagine Think Do, and I'm director and um, joint owner of that business. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit about the scope of work that you handle at Imagine Think Do. Okay, well, we, we work with leaders, uh, leadership teams, management teams to help them unlock their own potential and the potential of others. You know, what we do is therefore really varied, but we're acutely aware that whatever we do needs to be more than just the conversation It's what the important thing is what we enable, what we unlock. It's what happens next that counts. Uh, We tend to work with medium-sized organizations because we feel and we have a genuine impact and we're enabled to make change and help support them. We always start with a problem that businesses are trying to solve. So we take time to have the conversations, to get under the skin, mind and, and seek and mine for that seam of gold and drive into the questions as to you know what are you trying to solve because often we find that what is described initially tends to be the symptom uh, it tends to be the symptom what's happening you know the surface of what's taking place and it's not where the real gold lies mm-hmm. uh, we take different perspectives we challenge assumptions and we think creatively 
about solving the challenges described. Mm -hmm. And we're realistic about what's possible, um, what it will take to solve or create change or start change mm -hmm. and look to hold kind of like people's feet to the fire to make sure that there is going to be an impact and an output. And so therefore, what we do is quite varied. I'm, I'm a regular keynote at conferences. Um, we run what we call inspire and challenge sessions or workshops on specific subjects around people's strategy. It could be employer retention, employee attraction, the future of work, generational opportunities and challenges, how to hire the right people, employer branding. We run leadership development programs, multiple modules with integrated ICF certified coaching um, to help people understand their own leadership style, the style of others, how to effectively manage people, diff having difficult conversations. We work with leadership teams to take them from being good to great, mm -hmm. or maybe helping a team overcome dysfunction, helping mm -hmm. to build trust and performance. We look at creative problem solving, innovation, change management, but you know, regardless of the area, it's what happens on the day while we're there, while we're present is important, but it's what it unlocks and the value it creates afterwards. It, it mm -hmm. may be unexpected, it yep. may be predictable, but it's what we enable that really adds the value. Fascinating, fascinating. And you also believe that people are the only USP of any organization. How do you put this belief into practice? Well, I think I'm not probably not the only person who thinks that you know people are pretty important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it might sound you know somewhat trite and a used banded phrase, but I do think that people are one of the few USPs of any organization. Right. I think if people are in an environment where they are engaged, those people thrive. Mm -hmm. If they thrive, they unlock their potential. Mm. If you unlock their potential, then there's you know, there's no knowing what may happen next you know, in a positive way. Because <laughs> you know, everything comes from this people thriving, you know, creativity. Mm. If they're thriving, they're collaborating with others. They will take a different view on processes and opportunities, on the quality of their work, how they treat customers, how they treat colleagues. You know, everything stems from this. And this isn't about finding the gems, the superstars, the top talent. This is about how you can enable everyone to feel mm. that they're not just surviving at work, but thriving at work and contributing. You know, just imagine how a business would be if everyone was working at their full potential. Right. Um, and surely you hire, everyone hires people with potential. Surely that's the point mm. of it. But the question mm. is, how are you harnessing it? How are you unlocking it? How are you developing it? Mm. And it said, you know, one of, I, I hate the phrase hard skills and soft skills. Mm -hmm. You know, there's technical skills. And there's people skills, leadership skills. They're both hard. Mm. And too often we have a one size fits one approach, mm. cookie cutter, everything's identical and the same, but we're individuals. You're different to me. I'm different to you. Um, and we need to accommodate and understand that difference because if we can harness that, mm -hmm. 
that's where we unlock real potential and real um, Very power. Very interesting. Thank you. And uh, Russell, how can leaders effectively unlock their own potential and that of their teams in such a competitive job market today? Um, I think, uh, oh, good question. Um, I think you know, there's several areas spring out. Mm -hmm. And I'd suggest in no particular order, mm. a, a top three for you, if you like. Yeah. I think um, perspectives and assumptions mm -hmm. are, is a really interesting one. Trust is a fascinating one on purpose. And I'll, I'll go through each three, if I may, brief, mm -hmm. briefly. If you take the first one you know, with perspectives, mm. um, I think we need to widen our focus. Mm. We need to have different conversations with different people. Um, too often in work, life and play, we, we, we become more narrowed. We, we speak to the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a reason the film was called that. And, you know, we often we often challenge businesses by asking them, don't invite the usual suspects to a meeting. Mm. Invite the unusual suspects. Mm. Invite the ones who are rarely asked. See what their opinion really and honestly is. Mm. You know, seek out diversity of opinion, difference of thought, to help you see things from a different way and, and use that as a positive to challenge your thinking, more roundly challenge your thinking and your preconceptions, because there is real gold in seeking different perspectives and different approaches and seeing right. things from a different way. Right. You know, following that is you know, challenge your assumption. If you if you find an assumption that's true, what untrue mm -hmm. or limiting assumption is hiding behind it? Mm -hmm. question your thinking you know, another, another question we love is you know, what do you know now mm. that will only make full sense in six months time when you look back <laughs> that's done. a very very difficult question to answer it is but it's an interesting one yeah. Yeah. we we you know, when we're running creative problem solving um sessions we've read a group of ceos from across multiple companies in a room uh last month yeah and early in mid, late late november and we ran an exercise in creative problem solving and actually the, the assumptions we make about things mm. just limit how they were thinking you know, fascinating fascinating interesting very interesting so, the second aspect is trust and again lots written on this we yeah. often find patrick lencioni's work highly informative on this um and he built the the five layers the, the dysfunctions of a team mm -hmm. and you know, trust is the bedrock of what happens mm -hmm. because if there is an absence of trust and I mean this in a well, well what I mean is in the same way that Patrick Lenzioni does a trust in terms of um, some people call it psychological safety, um, some people call it vulnerability. It's it's all of those, and it's it's the ability to say what you want to say without fear of repercussion. It's the ability to be honest, mm -hmm. to go. Uh, I'm not sure I agree. Mm -hmm. um, it's the ability you don't feel you have to hold back mm -hmm. because. 
it would be, oh yeah, trust Russ to go on. Here he goes off yeah. on that one again. You know, you don't get that dismissive side. It's mm, the ability mm. to be honest and open and frank and say it. Because if you don't have that, then you don't get the conflict. Mm. And most teams are characterized by too little conflict, mm -hmm. not too much conflict. Right. It was very rare in a team environment for someone to throw a punch, you know, just you know, one end of the spectrum. It's very often in a team meeting, though, that people don't say what they think. Mm. If you don't say what you think, if you hold back, if you pull your punch, so to speak, then you don't have the discussion. You don't get into the weeds of what's going on. Mm. So you don't get the commitment to a decision. And because you haven't got the commitment, people avoid accountability. And because of avoiding accountability, you don't get the results you want. Trust yeah. is the foundation. Yeah. It underpins yeah. everything. Mm. And as a simple example for you, if you find, in a business meeting, if you find, is everything said mm. inside the meeting? Mm. Has everyone said what they were, has everyone got it off their chest? They said what they want to say. Or option B, are there sidebar conversations mm -hmm. or conversations that take place after the meeting? You know, that, that kind of, see, that's what I mean. That's the, did you see what he did? Did you see what she said? You know, that's what I'm talking about. I suggest if there's these sidebar conversations, mm -hmm. then there's not sufficient trust. That's an indicator for me mm. that there's not sufficient trust in the meeting. Therefore, you haven't had the conversation, you haven't had the conflict, you haven't got right. the commitment, you haven't, and so on. So you don't get the results. And right, so you, right. you waste time going round and round and round the circle, having mm. another meeting to discuss what you should have decided last week. Thank you. Thank and, you. And the third one, because I think this is interesting, is purpose. Because I think the power of purpose is often underrated, but critically mm. important. Mm. You know, hopefully everyone knows what to do hopefully everyone knows how to do it mm -hmm. do they know why why is their task so important for mm -hmm. your team department organization to achieve their goals mm -hmm. Nietzsche said um for those that have a why can endure almost anyhow mm -hmm. Dostoevsky noted that when he was sentenced to hard labor in Siberia, mm. he noticed the labor wasn't that hard. Um, peasants worked far harder in the soil. You know, try growing crops in Siberia. But the hardness of the task in the prison camps was the fact that it was designed to be utterly, utterly futile, pointless. Mm. Yeah. So how do you link every person's activity mm. to the goals of the organization mm. how do you find help everyone find their golden thread and surely you can do this because if there is no link obviously question why but if after questioning why you can't find the link mm. then you've got to question why they're actually doing that job right right well said well said so i'm going to move on uh in the interest of time, my next question, Russell, is what skills and qualities are particularly uh, valuable for professionals in the 21st century? I think um, and this is 
I've written a whole chapter in my book on uh, on, on future skills. And I think um, the World Economic Forum has released lots of data on future skills, top 25 skills, um, sorry, the top 15 skills required by business by 2025. And they broadly fall into three buckets. And the three buckets are innovation and creativity, their people and leadership skills, and their digital skills. Mm -hmm. And it's reasonably obvious why those are the three buckets. You know, they're all jobs that technology, artificial intelligence, chat GPT can't do or mm -hmm. can't currently do well. Right. Any job, any task, any process that can be codified that follows a linear, definable, repeatable process, you know, A, B, C, D, E, A, B, C, D, E, A, B, C, D, E, keep going, keep going, keep going, that, 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 that's going to be destroyed because um, tech will do it. Businesses won't need process followers going forward. Mm -hmm. They'll need the skills that tech can't do. Mm. And that leaves these three buckets. You know, on one side, you've got the, the innovation, the creativity, the storytellers, the people seeing the hidden meaning in what's going on. Um, we're going to be swamped by data. So people who can actually make sense of it and articulate what that means, the so what this is telling us mm. and taking it forward. And interestingly, you're seeing already, you know, five, 10 years ago, I have 13 year old. So five or 10 years ago, STEM was the rage. Get, get your children yeah. to do STEM, 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 you know, science, technical, technology, maths, and all of this. Mm. Now you're seeing steam, correct? Steam come out with the A being art, yep. and ironically, what you're seeing is the rise of the artist engineers now. Almost, I want to going back 550 years to Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second bucket is people and leadership management skills. You know, people, I believe, are really important. They may or may not be the most you know, mm. USP, but they're probably people costs are, if not the single largest line item on your P&L, but certainly one of the top three. Mm -hmm. So if I could get their productivity to increase by just 1%, it would be amazing, the impact on the bottom line. So how do you get them to work together? How do you get them to build trust? How do you get them to collaborate, to share, to have that environment, the community, the belonging, we're in this together, give them their purpose? Mm. And this is the people and leadership skills. Mm. And intriguingly, by 2030, the largest gap between skill demand and skill supply mm -hmm. will be in the digital sphere. Right. Second, and only slightly behind it, mm. be leadership skills, mm. leadership and people skills, unlocking the potential of the people in your organization. Amazing. So if time for two more questions, I would... One related to Imagine Think Do, and then I want to come to your book. My question is, how important is employer branding in attracting and retaining talent? And what uh, steps can companies take to enhance their brand? I'll, I'll try and give a short answer, sorry. <laughs> um, employer branding or EVP, employee, mm -hmm. employer value proposition, I think is important. Yeah. Um, for a couple of simple reasons, across the developed world at the moment, and according to most of the data for the foreseeable future, mm. we're at full employment. 
Mm-hmm. Um, America, again, results last week came out going gangbusters, 216,000 jobs created, multi-decade lows in unemployment across the UK, Ireland, US, Europe, Australia, etc. You know, broadly, it is a seller's market. Mm. Anyone with talent is broadly in demand. If you are trying to hire someone, you're most likely trying to hire someone who is in a job. I guarantee if you're trying to hire them, so is someone else. Um, and they have a choice. Mm. And in having a choice, people are going, why am I going to pick you? And this is where the EVP employer branding comes into play. Mm. I think too often businesses fall into the trap by seeking to answer the, the, that question by trying to be everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. Hoping, therefore, that if we offer everything, salary community culture training and development and you know so on and so on and so on employee benefits etc hoping almost that someone will want it Hmm. and i suggest to a greater or lesser extent that doesn't work because Hmm. if you spend your energy trying to be everything to everybody you can end up being nothing to everyone Hmm. because we're all different. We've touched on that. We're all human. We're all individuals. And if I really, really, really crave community and belonging mm-hmm. in my workplace, collaboration, therefore, working with others, diversity of thought, then unless you really also truly value that, mm-hmm. then you're probably not going to offer it to the depth that I want it. Um, and I think too often businesses aren't honest right. about what their offer is you consider the analogy of a wedding you know when you go to a wedding when i was married you know i'm standing at the front of the church you have the vows do you russell take in my case allison to be your lawful wedded wife honor love honor and bay etc 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 everyone in the audience holds their breath and you get the words i do mm-hmm. you know no one expects the word maybe mm. <laughs> correct but how do you get to be an i do mm. it has to be emotional it has to be engaging. It starts with a date. Mm. And you go on a date. You might get a date by going, got a smart house, got a fast car, got a good salary, got a good job. You know, the classic boasting Facebook yeah. or, you know, you know, profile. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, yeah, but I'm also not very good at this. I'm not very good at responding. You know, there's, there's, there's pluses and minuses. And it's that honesty, it's that opening up, it's that emotional engagement mm. that gets you from a first date to maybe having a second date, maybe going for a meal, yeah. maybe going to the cinema, maybe going out and so on and so on. And that opening up, that honesty gets you to, I do. Mm. And what, I a think great, that- what a great thing. story and, uh, you know, on, on, on how uh, when you talk about uh, engagement and when you talk about employees and branding and human beings. Thank you. My last question to you, Russell, I want to come to your book, The World of Work to 2030. Tell me about your book and your hypothesis when you wrote this book. <laughs> uh, I was, this was being published. It's launched 1st of February. Okay, um, so congratulations. Three weeks back. Um, and uh, I was just writing some, it's published by Bloomsbury, Bloomsbury uh-huh. Business. Uh, and I was just writing some stuff for them this morning, and they've, they've asked a similar question, which is quite funny. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
it's a distillation of things that have been bouncing around in my head for probably four or five years. Mm-hmm. So I, what I wanted and what I was acutely aware, I've already said, I've got a 13 year old daughter and she was starting, she's been asking me questions that like a lot of parents and I wasn't sure I could answer all of them very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was acutely aware of all the noise of tech and AI and she's just, she went to secondary school two years ago. So actually that stem to steam, actually what, what, what is going on? What is happening? Mm. What is taking place? You know, if you take two headlines um, from work at the moment, mm. um, none of us can afford to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, pensions are going to increasingly become an anachronism. Right. So we need to work to our 60s, 70s, maybe beyond. Mm. That's one headline. And at the other time, you get headlines, robots, AI are destroying the jobs. Mm. No one's connecting those two together. Right. So how do I, have, you know, believe you me when I say I've become very accustomed to my standard of living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I need a job for another 15 years, mm-hmm. 20 years. Mm-hmm. But robots are doing everything. Right. How, how, how does that, how do you square that circle? Mm. And that's what I try to do with the book. Amazing. Amazing. So I looked at the megatrends playing out in the world mm. as much because they define what's here already and will define what's going forward. Mm. But the important point is the chapters, the five, five or six chapters that follow, which is so what? What does that mean? And I look at what that means through five different lenses, what that means to our business and our business strategy, mm. what that means to our people and our people strategy, future skills, you know, and how do you hire them? Mm. You know, the interesting question is, you know, we tend to struggle hiring the more technical linear skills of today. We mm. struggle with that, you know, try mm. hiring the ephemeral skills of creative problem solving. Um, what that means for sustainability from an internal perspective of diversity in the external climate one, and then how to future-proof your career. And those are the lenses I chose to look through. Fascinating. So I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out Russell Beck's book, The World of Work to 2030, being released on the 1st of February. I will go and order a copy of it for myself. And on that note, Russell, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for speaking to me about your journey. Thank you for taking the time and speaking about Imagine, Think, Do. I love the name Imagine, Think, Do. And the the impact, uh, human beings, leaders, what is going to happen, uh, you know, in in organizations. Uh, At some stage, maybe I'll reach out to you and do another conversation on the future of work, because I think that is something which is You've covered it in your book, as you mentioned, but we can talk about it some other time. But thank you so much for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.